What's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Peter Bolden. And I'm Dr. Craig Spodek, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Simply the best podcast in dentistry designed to help you maximize your practice and your life through four pillars of success. Leadership, team culture, marketing, and financial freedom, and everything in between. Now, let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. We are very excited to be here. It's just Pete and I today. We're doing a lot more Pete and I's, aren't we? Yeah, well, by, that's by popular just... demand. No, it was by popular demand. We we started getting people hitting us up saying like, "Hey, get your guests are great, but we want we want to hear what you guys have to think," kind of thing. So um, yeah, and so we also we realized that we're kind of glossing over a lot of the stuff that we take for granted, like the partnership process and bottlenecks of revenue, and there's so many different things that we are really not diving into. So we're excited to get to some of these topics that we learned from our our listeners. And today, um, people don't wash rental cars, Pete. That's the, that's what we're talking about today. The partnership process. I actually used that line this weekend. Cause I think it's the funniest line that you say, like, it's so true though. You know, you beat the dog shit out of a rental car. You're like, Oh, well I don't own it. Yeah. And so sometimes that's the, that's the mentality. And you have used that in the context of, of talking about, uh, you know, associates and it has at least a partnership and it's both of our desires to have, you know, I truly want all of my docs to be partners in some capacity. I want there to be a chip on the table um, for what, for that very reason that you said, you know, I think there's a different mentality when you go from, from associate to owner, whatever that means. If it's 1%, 20%, 50%, what it doesn't really matter. It's just a mentality shift. It's so true. And it's not, everybody's got to be aligned in order for anything to be sustainable. There's got to be alignment in any relationship, even a friendship you've got to have alignment and alignment for business owners is long-term return on revenue, long-term, not just short-term. So there's an internal conflict, I think in an associate driven model because the associate naturally is going to be incented to do what's best today, tomorrow. I mean, today and tomorrow, and not really think about what's going to happen in a couple months. And who knows where I'm going to be in a couple months. So if you can actually bring that alignment to like, hey, we're equally yoked together and we want to create long-term value here. And everybody, unfortunately, in dentistry thinks that partnership has to be 50-50. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, geez, I don't want to come up with, it's a $2 million practice. I don't want to come up with a million dollars for this practice or seven fifty or whatever it is. But you could have a fractional piece, a chip on the table, if you will. How many of us are taking our hard-earned dollars and then going out and buying stock in like Apple. And not to say that buying stocks is a bad idea, but you don't actually know how Apple's going to do long-term. You are not an Apple insider. You're not on the executive board. You don't know what competition is coming. You know exactly how your dental practice is doing. If the doc, senior doc or owner doc or the leadership team is hiring good people, you know that's future money. So if you're going to be working there, you might as well have a chip on the table because that could be a very powerful exit strategy and probably a more equitable and liquidable strategy. You make, you bring up practice. a good point. There are associates that I know that literally like think the owner doc is a moron or just like isn't running it well or whatever. And, you know, they're the one that at the helm of the ship. And so there's another you can flip the script a little bit and say, well, you know, why are you, if, if you, if you're desiring ownership and, and, and let's say that is your path, like then you sure as heck can't buy into that practice because you're just going to butt heads. Like it's never going to get easier. You're in the dating phase. It's like, I tell people like the easiest phase of like is, is, is dating. And you're like, Oh, that's a little bit of a problem. But then when you get married to them, that little problem is massive. Oh yeah, right? exactly. You know, 
So if you don't well, see yourself idea, like working with someone. Are, associates are trial partners, basically. That's exactly where I'm going. That's exactly where I'm going. So, and I think that works both ways. If, for, if, if you're an associate and you're looking and you're at the practice, are you, do you consider yourself a trial partner? Do you want to be in this practice? If not, then, you know, I think it, it behooves you to keep your eyes open for something that is aligned or, or look at starting your own practice or acquiring your own or something like that. If you are aligned though, um, you know, and this goes to the docs, every associate that you hire, I think should be someone that you would be willing to have as a partner in some yeah. capacity. And, I and it's also, a- it's also good to look at your skill set, like functional ownership. Everybody looks at associates and I'm sorry, partnerships as we're both going to be doing the same thing. The best mm-hmm. partnerships in life are where you hire someone to cover your weaknesses. It's functional ownership. So what function are you good at? Maybe you're really good at like cost saving. Another person's really good at advertising. Don't make the good guy at advertising have to go through the freaking PL. And don't make the guy who's really good at the PL go into like the vision stage. So figure out what each person's unique strength is. You don't have to have duplicate strengths. You have that to goes back to our last podcast. Just the one we just launched, like hiring for your weakness, right? Identifying that you have a superpower and saying like, hey, you know what? If I onboard this partner at 20% or 30% or whatever, right? I'm going to get a partial liquidity event, which is good, but that shouldn't be the, that shouldn't be at all the motivation for you. It should be, I'm, I'm going to make this pie bigger Oh yeah, and I'm going to compliment me because I'm super weak here and I'm never going to be strong here. I'm just going to be self-aware of the fact that I'm never going to be strong here. And I don't really give a shit because I have this massive superpower here. That's my arbitrage. And it's funny. I talked to a lot of dentists and, and invariably when they tell me I have this rockstar associate, they're really good at what they do. And they also, cause there's two skills I want to talk about when you're, when you're thinking about a partner, there's an, it's a dental partner. You have to have two distinct skills. Number one, they've got to be a good dentist. So you got to have, we're all associates in our own practice. You know, I, I have a percentage that I'm paid in my practice as what I do in the practice. So when I do dentistry, I get paid blank percentage. So we're all going to wear that same hat. So that dentist has to be a good dentist, has to be productive, doing well, getting good reviews. Patients have to like him. The team has to like him. That's all one domain. And the separate skill set is partner role. Are you adding organizational value? Are you leading your team? Are you creating value beyond your handpiece and your hands? If you're doing that, you're your money. You're perfect for a partner. And every doctor should want a partner. I have so many conversations with people that say, oh, this guy's amazing. I'm like, well, how's he amazing? Well, he produces a lot of money. I'm like, does he help the team? Oh, he's great with the team. I'm like, you freaking offer that guy a partnership or that gal a partnership today. And guess what I hear most often? Well, I'm not really ready because the practice isn't big enough yet. I don't want to sell it when it's only a million five. I'm like, dude or girl, you definitely want to do that. This is when you want to do that. So there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know, that's a great, uh, let's pause on that. I want you to unpack that a little bit because I think that's important, important thing, right? Like everyone thinks like, I'm going to build it up and then sell it, right? Like no, it's like almost no. building up the stock and trying to sell at the all time high. That is not the no way one to does do that. that. No what company that. has done that? You know, you have five guys sweating it out at Apple and someone's garage saying, we're going to make this thing massive and, and then five more and five more. And then you have but, five. But, but that's a, but that's a human scarcity thing, Craig. So I keep unpacking it. So many people think like, oh, if I dilute myself by onboarding a partner, then I only have this pie is only this big. Right. And I'm yeah. putting up my hands for those of you listening. Right. And so if I dilute that and cut a piece out, like I'll never get that back, shift that mentality and go abundant and say, I'm going to make this pie bigger with this guy. And now I'm not really, or gal, I'm not diluting anything because your piece is now equivalent to when they bought in. And now you've got a liquidity event at the same time and it's more enjoyable. The team's happier. It's just a bigger ecosystem to thrive in. 
That's the way always everything massive has always been built that way. And dentistry, we have this, you know, this bullshit mind frame of it's mine. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I would, you know, even, you know, speaking personally, every doctor that I've brought on recently, I said, Hey, is this something, do you want to own something? And if their answer is unequivocally, I definitely don't. And I wouldn't want to be a partner. I don't want them here. But, you know, it's a very demanding skill because it's like you can be great as an associate, but you got to refine your leadership skills. So we're constantly in development with our team to not only define their dentistry and get it better and their treatment acceptance and all that, but also grow your leadership, grow you as a person, grow your character. Because at a large level, like the practices you and I run, you're under a major magnifying glass. If you're leading 30, 40, 50 people, it's different from leading four or five. But I, I, I firmly believe I would sleep better at night, and I know you do because you have partners, if I had that partnership. I have, I have one. I'm going through the second right now because I truly believe in it, right? But it's not – everyone thinks that, oh, buying in is 50 – haven't you always thought like when someone's like, I'm buying in, you, they always assume it's a 50-50 buy-in? Yeah. I own Listen. Amazon stock. You know how, what percentage of Amazon I own? <laughs> a drop and in I, the sea. Well, no. I, I have a couple you – know, you know, you and I have – even Less if you had – even if you had a, yeah, even if you had a million dollars of Amazon stock, you know what? The, you, you would have less than a, than a fraction 0. of 0. 1%. 1%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but suddenly like, oh, I don't want, uh, I don't want just 10% of a dental practice. Why not? If it's growing, it's the same, you have the same money. I mean, if, if you can actually walk around your dental practice that you work in as an associate and say, are things getting better? Yeah, they are getting better. Oh, plus we hired that new hygienist and wow, getting all these new patients and my treatment acceptance rate is going up and I'm positively affecting it. Dude, I want equity of anything I'm making better. Right. Don't pay me for time. Pay me for my results. Right. Totally. Yeah. And look, 10% of a $5 million practice or a $10 million practice is, is it's just, you know, it's equivalent, right? It's the same thing as a 50% of a $1 million practice. But also so, when you have partnerships- It's all relative. Doesn't right. When, when you have partnerships, you also have this- buying selling agreement into perpetuity as well so like once you have let's just say you take on a partner uh you know 10 percent or 20 percent, and then five years down the road a new guy comes along a new gal comes along and says i want to partner in that first associate that bought in for 10 or 20 percent can have a drag along right where they can then sell so this new gal comes in and says i want to buy 20 percent. so instead of it being 10 percent to you and 20 percent for the new gal and now you've lost, now there's 30%, you could actually be going through a life event and say like, wow, this practice has done really well. I want to sell 20% of my 10%, take some of my chips off the table. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere, but I need the money right now. So uh, there's, I actually think and you're totally right with the drag along rights. That's, that's, that's helpful to have, even if you're kind of like a super majority from a, from a stock, right. Right. Even if I get diluted down, like the way I structured my stuff, is you got to unpack get, that too, because I, I don't want to go over people's heads. So go okay. back to dilution. Well, so if I, even if I get diluted down, meaning the equity that I have in the practice, even if I get diluted down, meaning selling more shares, right, and, and taking 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 funds in order in selling essentially shares of the company, right? If I get diluted down, meaning meaning I own less and less, that and I get beyond the majority, meaning beyond the threshold of fifty percent, right? Get diluted beyond fifty percent, I still have drag along rights, which basically means that everyone has agreed to that I still get to kind of control the ship. And that is because everyone has bought into the vision and I haven't deviated from that vision. So yeah, I think it's important too, because I, I know that one thing is when you get into, you know, voting rights and shareholder rights, that can get really, really, really tricky. Okay. And but you know what else, you know, it's trickier, Craig, let me tell you what else is tricky. No, deadlock. 50, 50%, 50, 50 oh, partners. No, that's going to be a nightmare. And or, I've gone or, through that nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone through it, right? 
where no one has control, there's no deadlock, and all you end up in is, is mediation. So it's so much easier when everyone knows, like, hey, I'm going on, I'm, I got a seat on this rocket ship, as opposed to, hey, I want the rocket to go this way, or I want the rocket to go this way. That that's, is, that's what you've had time to see. So you have that time. That is toxic. Well, when you're working with somebody and you're in that associateship, you're that trial partner. So you can say, is this guy just a total Yahoo? Like, and is he going to like steer this rock into the ground? Then or, that's, a, that's a different question. Don't buy into a, that practice. Right. Or is this rocket moving and I want to definitely be a part of it? That's a, that's and the, am I going to actually put my rocket on as well and make this go faster to the moon, which is what my partner has done, right? Yeah. And, my, and my subsequent partner will do as well. And that's the yeah. whole, that is the minimum viable product. You know, we talked about that. It's like you say doing dentistry and great associate doing, that's the minimum. Like that's just, you have to have that before you can do it. But there's other things you got to add fuel to the entire ecosystem, the team, the leadership, the culture, all these yeah. things you have to add to and act like a partner because no one washes that rental car. And also look at it this way too, um, from the associate percentage and standpoint, you can bring in a specialist that may want, let's say 40, 50%. And that is going to be a real rub on a practice that decides to pay its partners. Cause let's face it, when we, we, we would all, I mean, any, you ask any CEO or any, any guy that's confident in what he can do for an organization, they would rather have equity and stock options than salary. I know CEOs that take a dollar or a hundred thousand dollars a year. Give me that, but give me this compensation because they know what they can do and they know it's they're better off orienting themselves towards long-term results. Finally, the Bulletproof practice book is out on Amazon. Craig and I have distilled down our experiences in dentistry over the past 20 years in our true to form unfiltered fashion that y'all have come to expect from our podcast we talk about our victories and our bruises and it's 132 pages of vision leadership marketing and even just life as a dentist and it's meant to entertain you so we hope you'll support us and grab a copy on amazon today thanks friends i have another thing i wanted you to i want you to solve this so i had a, a doc come to me he's like i love this associate but he's only been out in this. It was a, it was a guy. My associate's only been a couple of years, massive debt. He, he won't be able to buy in for, for 10 years. And I looked at him and I said, do you need the capital event? Meaning, do you need that money of, of the partnership or are you okay taking it monthly? And he's like, well, no, I don't need it. Practice is paid for blah, blah, blah. He's, you know, he had a lot of, a lot of good things. He's done a lot of good things financially. I said, well, why don't you just owner finance? the 20% that you want him to buy in for. Why don't you just do that? Like why, why you own the asset, right? Free and clear. And now you're, and now you're not onboarding a partner who desperately wants to be there. Who's the right fit. And you're delaying it and he can pay you. The default is you get a hundred percent of your shares that you sold back. So my, my reason of telling this story, Greg is, is that if you're, if you're an owner doc and you're, and you're on that fence and, and you're saying like, you know, the bank doesn't have to be the intermediary to make this happen, I guess. No, 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 of course not, man. And banks screw things up too all the time. Well, no, you don't have to have tax. You don't have to take it all in one. So I'm like, oh, show up, show up with $500,000 and you can have half of my practice. What about doing that over 10 years for that person? And right? also if you create the amortization long enough, the p- repayment schedule, the net proceeds from being that partner can actually pay for the debt service. It, it, it should pay for the debt. Service. It should, or it will. So if <laughs> you do the, I mean, look, well, no, I mean, if you do the amortization over 36 months, it oh, may not. Right. Okay. Yes, but yes, like, yes, listen, you're, we're paying for cars and our houses over, you know, five, 10, 15 and 30 years. So imagine like literally you have a 30 year mortgage on your house and 
you are actually being paid to live there and pay your mortgage back. And at the end, you own your house. That's literally what it's like. But Dennis, yep. don't, we don't get out of our own way. So, um, and it's, it's really, it's great for both parties. Like worst case scenario, let's just say that you do this partnership agreement with your, with your owner doc. And let's say worst case scenario, the associate just bolts and defaults. Who cares? You got your practice back. Right. You didn't, you know what I mean? Like you, right. you, you, you have a recourse loan, but let's flip it the other way. Let's say the associate gets a, you know, an offer to work on Oprah show and she wants to leave you and she wants to go to move to Chicago and be with Oprah. She's made more. So yes, she paid a hundred thousand dollars in debt service, but she made $150,000 of revenue. So it was worth it for her too. And all this, we're, look, we're simplifying all this and this is all agreements and stuff like that. I'm just saying it, ex- it exists. And if you're an associate, you know, I, I, I made that message for the associate doc. I'm sorry, for the owner doc. But if you're an associate and you're in the, in the other side of that and you're saying, gosh, I'd really like to buy in this practice, but Doc Jones, you know, he told me that basically I have to go to a bank. Try the scenario of owner financing it. Hit him up. Say, pre- hey. Present it to him, yeah. Yeah, say, here's, here's an offer. And, 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 and lead with the benefit. Don't lead with the problem. Say, these are the things that I'm going to add to. I'm actually, I'm actually consulting with uh, advising, I should say, someone right now in this exact same scenario. Um, but lead with the benefit. Show, show the positive of what you add. And then, it's, and then just say, hey. And, and it actually makes better sense, Craig, from a... From a Let's say someone has to buy in for, let's just call it round numbers, $500,000. It actually makes more sense to do it over 10 years for the owner doc because of capital gains. Oh, yeah, of course. Right. So there's a tax advantage to you. There's a tax advantage to them. It's what happens when you get rid of the intermediaries like the banks. Yeah. But, but also, let's look, at, um, let's look at the interest. You're not gonna, you can't loan you know, to unrelated parties money for free. There has to be some, impl- okay. well, actually you, so, you know, we, even if you presented like saying, Hey, I know the bank would finance me at five and a half. I'm going to give, you know, I'm sure most doctors would take 5%. Like where are they going to get 5% right now on their money? That's guaranteed with a, right. with a, with a recourse loan, with a full recourse loan. So talk to your senior doctor. You can get creative and say, Hey, I really love this place. I don't see myself going anywhere. I'm going to work here for the foreseeable future, but I want to have an equity piece so that I'm growing something as well. And especially if you're a doc who desires multi-location, uh, I can say that I would not have, you know, four or five, loca- five locations if I did not have partners, right? Because it's just hard. You have to divide and conquer is what is our phrase to each other right now. You have to divide and conquer. So if you're that doc, I mean, I'm not saying you can't do it. It just gets hard. It gets harder when you don't have someone that you know has got your six, right? And you know that like you're both driving towards that goal. That's, you know, you know you're got your six you know what that means great right craig yeah of course man all right just making sure got your back so um i think that's important if you want to do multi-location i don't think it's um so anyway we have like i think think it's always just better i mean anybody aligned in life if it's aligned and and you hear nightmares about like oh you know my friend had a partnership once and oh god it's terrible i mean listen what what's the divorce rate bro 55% 55% more, 60%, who knows? It's yeah. more than half get divorced. It's risky. But people, people are still mm-hmm. getting divorced. Having kids is really risky. What if you no, get a bad I, one? I, I'm saying the same thing. We actually had this. Remember, taking risk is not taking a risk is the risky thing to do. Right. But it's like if you really want to be totally risk averse, then don't get out of bed because getting out of bed is dangerous. Yeah. Bad things don't drive to work. Don't drive don't to do work. any of it. 
Yeah. So, so I say go, go in wide, eyes wide open, set clear benchmarks for what your expectations are. Figure out what your weaknesses and what their strengths are. Say, hey, okay, you know, Cindy, you've been an associate of mine for a year. Here's what you're really good at. Here's what, here's what you know, I'm really good at. How can we make this work? Can you do this domain? Can you have this functional area of ownership? And then what percentage would you like? What percentage do you want to invest? You know, they may be taking that money and investing in, you know, Apple or whatever. You know, this is a better vehicle for them. They can literally walk around the office and hear the cash registers ringing, so to speak, see the treatment acceptance rate. They have better, you have better analytics on your practice that you're working in as an associate than any publicly traded company. You know what, you know how things are going. Yeah. I'm just a big fan of partnerships from a whole lot of top level, top, top uh, concepts down. Meaning I think it insulates you from consolidation a little bit. I think it, it, it provides economies of scale from an economic standpoint. I think it's a lot more fulfilling at the end of the day to do a journey with estate planning, dude. What about that? A fun, like a partner. What about estate planning? Well, I mean, having a partner partners in place lend themselves to, um, you know, God forbid, oh, right. the untimely Something event happens. of your death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have a built-in you have a built-in buyer for your family. Now we're getting a little tangential, as Craig says. Okay, but it's you know it's easy to have buy sell and and um, policies on each other if you're a partner. You yeah, know, key man insurance. Key man insurance. Thank you. Yeah. Um. But but, but I, I'm just a big to, fan of. Be, I'm a big fan. Relate, has to be renamed to key person insurance. And and Craig, look, I have to tell you too. So like, I've been bitten. By remember, I was telling you about my first. You know, I, I basically yeah. got out of a quote unquote a, a divorce, and then I and then I bellied right back up to get married again because it was the right one, and yeah. so I am a fan of it, even though I've had bad experiences with partnerships. So if you that, got married again, so to speak, in the business sense, does that mm-hmm. mean that Dr. Curry is your husband? I'm just saying, like for technical speaking, <laughs> technically speaking, he's I a guess, work husband, right? I guess if we're going to extend this metaphor, yes. Okay, I just want to go through it. So from this point forward, is it okay to call him your work husband? <laughs> I mean, and if so, what does that make me? Like, I'm like your side. Do you I'm want like to get punched in the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a thousand miles between us. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? It's and then where do I fit in? I got it. I'm, your, I'm your podcast husband. No, no, I know. I know what you're saying, but it, it is like a marriage. Any hey, you realize we're still recording, right? This is no, I do. I do. You just tried to call me your podcast husband. On, well, listen, I mean, it, there are, there are parallels, of course, in any long term successful relationship, and a partnership is indeed a freaking marriage. Things get bad, things get good. You can pack it up, but it, there's benefit to those who can stick it out because just like there's compounding interest on. Uh, money that you invest, there's compounding interest on relationships. And once you've, once you've learned the trust and you, you, ha- you know that person has your back and there's that proven time, there's really great things that can happen from that, 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 uh, from that relationship. There's a compounding interest from that. I think, you need to, I think you need to reiterate that one more time. Like all great things, like all cool things in life happen from compounding, whether it's you're compounding your wealth or you're compounding your relationships. Yeah. Right. But, but once you've gone through all that trust and now you know how that person behaves, you know what they're going to be like, like even like with our partnership, you like know what I'm going to say, you know, how, you know, you know how I'm going to act. I know what your strengths are, you know what my strengths are. And then from that, you can scale that versus getting new business partners, every venture that you do. Yeah. Then one person bites, you know, you get your tail caught in a crack or they, they turn on you. You just got to know people and trust is great fuel for business. Trust is great fuel for business. 
I like that. Let's end on that. Trust is grateful fuel for business. And it is true, right? Like sometimes when you can trust someone implicitly, like you and I don't even have an operating agreement together. Yep. Right? Because yep. you just trust that person. And life, and life gets easier the more you compound that relationship. Meaning you just know that someone's got your back as opposed to like, I'm not so sure about this person. I know and by, and by the way, that, that focus is really important too because if you're really not sure and you can't trust someone, life kind of gives you what you focus on. So if you're mm -hmm. kind of figuring like, what's this person's angle? I mean, listen, if you meet a brand new person, decide to open up a practice and you don't even know that person, I think it's a really, really bad idea. We're not saying that. But there's a lot of people that are listening to this, to this right now that have worked somewhere for three, four, five years. They know each other really, really well. And they know they've got each other's back. And that's a better way to live your life. It's better to live your life in a tribe. We all, as human beings, we all want to be part of something. And it's really important to have that. It's a more rewarding, more abundant, more successful way. Well, um, um, you know, it, it's for sure that's the, the way to go. Yeah, so if you're a doc considering, you know, uh, partnership and you're just hiring associates and seeing who's going to fit. If you can't work for them or you don't envision them being with you for lifelong, then don't hire them at all, in my opinion. And that may be easy to say because, you know, finding an associate's hard enough as it is, but finding one that you want to actually uh, partner with and, and, and shoot the rocket ship at the moon is, is, is harder. But, um, and if you're an, and if you're an associate and you love where you are and you want to be on that rocket ship and you can add value, step up, have the conversation have yep. the conversation with the, the doc. I would, I love that when people say, Hey, I want to have, I want to have ser more serious conversations about, about getting a seat on this ship. I think it's awesome, you know, because, because it, it validates what I've built. Right. And it validates what Dr. Curry and I have built. It validates all these things. And so it's, it's, it's a, it's a great thing. So, yeah. And by the way, if you don't have the um, intestinal fortitude to have that conversation with the doc, because you just, it's, it feels like it's out of the context of your relationship as you've created it. Tell them, I heard something really interesting uh, on this podcast. I'm just going to send it to you. Tell me what your thoughts are. Then and send our podcast to him and, or her. Or, or just let me do it. I love sweaty back conversations and I'll just call the doc for you and say, hey, here's the deal. All right. You heard <laughs> I'm that. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Retraction. Retraction. Yeah. Retraction. That, All right, buddy. That was great. I love that podcast. That was action packed and, and filled. And um, yeah. It's a good time to be a dentist, right? It is a good time to be a dentist. And by the way, guess what I'm doing next week? What? I'm recording the audible version to our book. So if you haven't listened to our book yet, and you don't want to take the uh, time to read it or you have a long commute, you'll have an audible version within probably a couple of weeks. Um, so uh, I'm expecting that to, to do really well. And uh, I listen to audible all the time. I don't read too much. Do you read or audible, Pete? I'm a reader. Good for you. I'm a reader. I have to say, uh, I actually just bought probably the last person on the planet to just buy a Kindle. Um, I just bought a Kindle because I actually discovered that I like the, I tried to do audible, but I just like the, I like seeing the words. Um, what happened? You went to the store and they were out of a uh, Commodore 360. So you, yeah. you, get a, you couldn't get an Atari. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end this buddy. We'll pick up the, sometimes you go off and the, we have personal conversations sometimes and I'm like, damn, that should be recorded. I know this is one that's being recorded. That's really personal. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, thanks for listening guys. We really appreciate your feedback, your likes, your ratings and your sharing. This is very uh, important for us. We want to give. Yeah. Back. And the reviews, uh, you guys, there's been an escalation of the reviews lately and I don't know if it's cause we've been just beating the, beating the payment for it, but you know, we appreciate your time. Um, you know, we give our time to y'all and, and hope that we build value and we appreciate the reciprocation of just going on there and punching the button, whatever you think it's, uh, 
whatever you think it merits. Um, and that's it. Oh, and you know, and you've probably gotten, if you're on the list for, should we talk about the summit real quick? Just real Why, quick? Not? Why not? Okay. So if you're, if you're on the, um, the text mailing list or email list, we, we are going to have another summit. We just announced it. This one is going to be the biggest one. You can write it down because it's going to be in Houston. It's going to be in February. It's a good time to, to get together and kind of strategize your year. The year is going to be 2020, you know, get perfect clarity and vision, 2020 vision for your, uh, the things going on. It's going to be a little bit more, a little bit more marketing focused um, because that's what everyone likes to focus on the kind of marketing strategies and, and things to do for the year. And um, yeah, we're excited. We've got some great surprises. Uh, we are not going to be very speaker uh, heavy. It's going to be a yeah. lot more Craig and I, there will yeah. be a, probably two other gentlemen that I can think of right now that we're going to save for the announcement because they're heavy hitters respectively. Um, but they're not there to do anything like, sell or pitch yeah, or pamphlet yeah, or no, do anything that, that those days are gone. And we kind of in full disclosure, we kind of made a little bit of a, uh, we kind of had, we're a little too heavy in that last time. So we're going back to the basics and just, you know, truly focusing on value. Um, but it's going to be the end of February, February 28th and 29th. St. Um, Regis. And St. Regis, Houston. And the room rates are like 179. We've negotiated them down to 179. And, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's, I know we say this every time, the best one yet, but we've only had two. Well, that's, that's like, true though. Each one's been better. We had, yeah. we had three or four people that went to both. So, or two or three people rather that went to both. So, and they said that it was better the last time. It was awesome. I'm happy. I'm happy. I love giving back. And it's just so nice to give back without um, a sales uh, pitch um, attached to it. It's just, that's just, that's such but a there's nice so thing. much. And there's actually, it's funny you bring that up, right? Giving back. Cause like a lot of the research I do, yes, is for my own practice and my own, uh, practices and stuff like that. But like, there's so much new stuff coming up on the horizon from a marketing perspective, even, even leadership hacks and tips, you know? So it's not like, Oh, I went to that summit two years ago. It's going to be completely different from the one we did in Atlanta two years ago, because the data has changed. It's a dynamic process. We are constantly well, we've learned so in, much. I was telling people, yeah, I was telling people to do stuff in Atlanta that I'm like, Oh my God, that did not work out. <laughs> well, you know what? But like, it's yeah. all you had at the, at the yeah. time. And so, well, at least listen, at least we actually have practices that we're actually doing this stuff in, whereas most of the people that are in the consulting space don't are not even dentists or don't even have practices. So everything they do is theory. Like it's all just theory. There's no practice. I mean, that's why you have like a business teacher, like in business school, and then you can learn from a guy who's actually doing business. It's very right. different, very dynamic. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the truth. I mean, to have two practices or two, two dentists who uh, are steering a $20 million a year ship, you know, like between be, our yeah. aggregate revenues, um, you know, and that's not to brag, but it's like Craig's saying, like, do you want to, do you want to hear it from the, 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 the guys who have done it um, and learn and learn the trips who are really just given, given value back in because, because we've been, you know, we've, we've stood on the shoulders of a lot of giants in our time too. So um, it's cool. It's cool. And that was pretty, you were probably like, Craig, when I said that, you're probably like, what the hell did you just tell everyone that for? But like, what saying, do you mean? What part? I don't know. Just like beating our chest and being like, Ooh, look at the revenues. And because that's not the only metric. Well, no, but it's, it's just, it's just, there's a, there's a paucity of actual practical knowledge and I hear theory and I was, I mean, I, I've had some really good consultants and, and I've had, but, but in that, invariably they were actually just throwing out theory and I was their practice for it. And I realized what worked and what did. And I hear a lot of advice about what you're supposed to do. And I just been down that road and seen how it, mm -hmm. it didn't work or did work. And it's, 
it's unfortunate because it really should be that. I mean, there's a, there's a saying that I always think of. It's those who can do will do and those who can't do will teach. But that doesn't always hold true. There are people that have actually done it that want to shift gears and get more fulfillment out of what they've done. But if you've never actually done it at all, at all, like mm-hmm. you've had like one practice or maybe a partner in one practice, how are you equipped to give these, this advice? How do you, have you ever built a hygiene compensation package where they're on a percentage of revenue or a percentage of collections? And I, I have, but I got burnt with the first one. And then we compare to ours and we learn how to refine it. You know, there's mm-hmm. certain things that you have to do. So theory is great, but practice trumps. Yeah. Theory. You've continually sharpened your pencil as we both have. And we've taken, we've taken our nicks and bruises and, and learned from that and said, hmm, that was a hot stove. I'm not going to touch that hot stove. Again. Right. And, and by the way, <laughs> once you make an agreement with somebody, you can't undo it. So all you can do is learn and pivot in the future. So if you have made some bad uh, deals with either associates or hygienists, you just have to wait you, for the next one. You just can't make that deal. So those are the types of things that Pete and I. Uh, all right. So we're done self-aggrandizing. Yeah, and yeah, um, no more self-aggrandizing. Anyway, we love y'all. We hope to see y'all at the summit. And um, yeah, over and out. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Please rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite podcast source. Check out BulletproofDentalPractice.com for video interviews and text BULLETPROOF to 345-345 to stay connected to us for special announcements. Have a great day.